culturally diverse brand media network so we're just trying a new intro um well guys it's been a minute since i've been doing this um so a lot has actually happened in the world of lacrosse the pll is on their uh short two-week break which is coming to an end actually in um just a little bit they um the world lacrosse tournament was going down and um so they're resuming this week but the world lacrosse tournament just finished uh so this episode is going to be a lot of us recapping that uh it was so it, it was a real good tournament like for for the world of lacrosse this this thing was great um, it happens every four years, just like the World Cup, you know. Um, and, you know, you have your group play and then you have your medal rounds. So there were 30 teams that entered into the into the 2023 World Lacrosse Men's Championship Tournament. So you have the U.S., which is the United States, obviously. Canada. Haudenosaunee. Which is uh, the um, Native American team? You had the you had Australia, Japan, England. We'll get to England later. Israel, Jamaica, Italy, Puerto Rico, Germany, Ireland, uh, Hong Kong, which is from China, Netherlands, Philippines, Mexico, Scotland, France. Wales, Poland, Latvia, uh, yeah, Latvia, Peru, the Czech Republic, Sweden, New Zealand, Korea, Switzerland, Austria, Denmark, and Uganda. And the order that I listed all of those teams in is actually their place, their final placements in the tournament. Um, but let's first talk about the the good, the great, and the ugly. Because there was one part that was ugly in the tournament. So, you know, things that I didn't like about the tournament. Not everybody could win. There, it was just such. It was just so good. So much good lacrosse being played um it, it's it's what it was wonderful this is like every lacrosse player's dream when it comes to getting to show out for their nation and stuff so it was it was cool um a lot better showing from a lot of the other nations that were not u.s and canada because historically it's been usually just u.s and canada smoking everyone um so it's nice it was nice to you know see people be competitive um you know the fact remains is once these teams got like came up against canada or us um you just saw how big the gap is in ter- in comparison to the skill differential and the talent that you can find in the u.s and canada as opposed to other parts of the of the world um so you know i you know the only thing i really hated was that everybody had to like somebody had to lose like you know 
it was some cool games though. The games were great. Um, shout out to ESPN uh, for streaming a lot of their games on ESPN Plus. So if you wanted to go back and watch any games from the tournament and you have ESPN Plus, you can totally go do that. Uh, more than able to do that. Um, uh, so let me talk about some things that I thought were great. Like, absolutely fun. So one one thing I'll start with, um, despite the fact that they finished dead last, I absolutely beca- like was just so happy to see Uganda in the tournament because for them being looked at as you know not a first world country them being able to field a team and you know the and like have a team out there great representation for the uh entire continent of africa that is super cool it is so nice to know how far how widespread lacrosse really is across the across the globe um it, it was there there was so many uh good moments so for me one thing that i really really enjoyed also about the tournament was um going into it i didn't know who was going to be in a in the top 10 i didn't really have too many predictions i was just excited to see some good lacrosse um so the top 10 ended up being in this order united states Canada, Haudenosaunee, I really Haudenosaunee. I really hope I am not butchering it. If I am, I my sincerest apologies. Um, it is not intentional. It, I just am not the best at pronouncing things sometimes. Australia, Japan, England, Israel, Jamaica, Italy, and Puerto Rico. So. That being the top the top 10 teams that are in the world for lacrosse, real cool to see. Yeah, Puerto Rico really showed out. They they were they were having some electric offense movements. Um also Australia. Never would have expected Australia to uh finish so high in in um this tournament. Like uh, back when I was in high school, um, we had some uh, Australian um, students that played lacrosse come to our school and visit. Um, so I did know that lacrosse existed in Australia. I knew that, but it was it was just one of those things where it was just cool to see them be a a top, not only a top ten team, but a top five. Um, yeah, so. The another uh, cool standout moment from the tournament for me um, is Jamaica. So let me get on my soapbox about these guys real quick. So um, I was unfamiliar that Jamaica had a lacrosse team. You know, despite being Sir Lax a lot, I am not Mister All Lax, where I know every single thing about lacrosse. I'm always learning things, which is the great thing about this game. Um, yeah, something that came out of this tournament that I thought was really awesome was getting to see how outstanding of a team Jamaica has built. 
Um, first and foremost, I got to shout out one of my favorite players to have watched in this tournament, Stone Evans. Stone Evans has that dog in him. Put some respect on Stone Evans' name. That is what I am saying. Cause man, that that let let's, let let me just tell you about this dude just a little bit. He is 17 years old, still in high school. He really propelled Jamaica to their quarterfinal in the medal rounds. Um, the unfortunate fact was that they ran into Canada. And again, as I said earlier in this podcast, the U.S. and Canada are still several steps ahead of the rest of the world. It just is what it is. But one of the awesomest things that happened in the tournament, because again, despite there being players from all over the world selected for their teams, some of these players, a lot of these players, especially the ones from the U.S. and Canada, play in the PLL. And um, the one of the uh, goalies in the tournament is Matt DeLuca. So Matt DeLuca is the goalie for the Water Dogs. And it was super cool seeing little 17-year-old Stone Evans score a goal on Matt DeLuca, who uh, was playing for Israel, who was one of the... And he's a really good goalie. And it was just so cool getting to see a lot of people take notice of Stone Evans. Um, he, he This kid really showed out. And I, the fact that he's ranked only as a three-star prospect in terms of like you know next level lacrosse, that's it's it's really hilarious to look at. Um, so shout out to Stone Evans, shout out to um, Jamaica. Whether you all know it or not. Your you guys' performance in this tournament, as well as the representation provided from not just you all, but Uganda as well. It was, I just know somewhere out there, you all in some way, shape, or form have inspired a little black boy or a little black girl to give lacrosse a chance because they finally see a sport where someone that looks like them can achieve success. Um, and look, we're all about growing the game here, whatever it takes. I commend you guys, um, all respects in the world for you guys from going from what I believe, uh, and any of these players, if you listen to this podcast and there's a correction that needs to be made, please let me know. I'm human. I'm not perfect. I come correct as much as I can, but I don't always get it right. But prior to this tournament, Jamaica was between like ranked 12 to 15 in the world for lacrosse. And now they're eight. They're a top 10 team. That's super cool. Super dope seeing Israel in the top 10. They are on the rise. Um, 
surprise appearances for me um i was surprised seeing italy up there but they had a great tournament as well um was kind of surprised that france didn't have a better showing um you know i was the the teams i was mostly having my eyes on to keep an eye on because i i you know, obviously U.S. I live in the United States, so I'm going to be rooting for them. Um, wanted to see how Canada did. I wanted to see how the uh, Haudenosaunee uh, team did. Um, Jamaica caught my attention quick. I had eyes on Japan after their exhibition with the PLL um, earlier last year. And, um, and I also wanted to keep an eye on the Philippines because... Um, one of my uh, one of the coaches I used to coach with when I was back at Pine Creek High School, uh, Ron Garcia, he's a big fan of the Philippines. He's also Filipino himself, so I was really just interested to see where they finished. Uh, they had finished number fifteen, which is not bad. They're like they're on the rise. They've got it. They've got it coming. Um, so the tournament was super dope those were some great moments i mean obviously the best moment is the u.s winning like let's be for real here obviously obviously that's what we wanted um um, another cool thing was finding out that the world lacrosse organization is actually the international governing body for lacrosse with 86 member nations and they are continuing to grow. So I love that much like soccer and much like basketball, lacrosse is becoming a worldwide sport, which is super incredibly awesome. I know I've said that a lot, but this is a sport I love. It changed my life immensely. And I um I just love to see it thrive, love to see it succeed. And it was it was just so so awesome. culturally diverse brand media network so we're just trying a new intro Uh, well guys it's been a minute since i've been doing this um so a lot has actually happened in the world of lacrosse the pll is on their uh short two-week break which is coming to an end actually in um just a little bit they um the world lacrosse tournament was going down and um so they're resuming this week but the world lacrosse tournament just finished uh so this episode is going to be a lot of us recapping that uh it was so it, it was a real good tournament like for for the world of lacrosse this this thing was great um, it happens every four years, just like the World Cup, you know. Um, and, you know, you have your group play and then you have your medal rounds. So there were 30 teams 
that entered into the into the 2023 World Lacrosse Men's Championship Tournament. So you have the U.S., which is the United States, obviously, Canada, Haudenosaunee, which is uh, the um, Native American team. You had the you had Australia, Japan, England. We'll get to England later. Israel, Jamaica, Italy, Puerto Rico, Germany, Ireland, uh, Hong Kong, which is from China, Netherlands, Philippines, Mexico, Scotland, France, Wales, Poland, Latvia, uh, yeah, Latvia, Peru, the Czech Republic, Sweden, New Zealand, Korea, Switzerland, Austria, Denmark, and Uganda. And the order that I listed all of those teams in is actually their place, their final placements in the tournament. Um, but let's first talk about the, the good, the great, and the ugly. Because there's one part that was ugly in the tournament. So, you know, things that I didn't like about the tournament. Not everybody could win. There, it was just such. It was just so good. So much good lacrosse being played. Um, it, it's it's it was wonderful. This is like every lacrosse player's dream when it comes to getting to show out for their nation and stuff. So it was it was cool. Um, a lot better showing from a lot of the other nations that were not U.S. and Canada, because historically it's been usually just us and Canada smoking everyone. Um, so it's nice. It was nice to, you know, see people be competitive. Um, you know, the fact remains is once these teams got like came up against Canada or us, um, you just saw how big the gap is in ter- in comparison to the skill differential and the talent that you can find in the U.S. and Canada, as opposed to other parts of the na- of the world. Um, so you know, I you know, the only thing I really hated was that everybody had to like somebody had to lose. Like you know, it was some cool games though. The games were great. Um, shout out to ESPN uh, for streaming a lot of their games on ESPN Plus. So if you wanted to go back and watch any games from the tournament and you have ESPN Plus, you can totally go do that. Uh, more than able to do that. Um, uh, so let me talk about some things that I thought were great. Like, absolutely fun. So one, one thing I'll start with... Um, Despite the fact that they finished dead last, I absolutely became, like was just so happy to see Uganda in the tournament because for them being looked at as, you know, not a first world country, them being able to field a team and, you know, the and like have a team out there, great representation for the uh, entire continent of Africa. That is super cool. It is so nice to know 
how far, how widespread lacrosse really is across the across the globe. Um, it it was there. There was so many uh, good moments. So for me, one thing that I really, really enjoyed also about the tournament was um, going into it. I didn't know who was going to be in a in the top ten. I didn't really have too many predictions. I was just excited to see some good lacrosse. Um, so the top ten ended up being in this order: United States, Canada, Hadanasani. Really, I really hope I am not butchering it. And if I am, I my sincerest apologies. Um, it is not intentional. It, I just am not the best at pronouncing things sometimes. Australia, Japan, England, Israel, Jamaica, Italy, and Puerto Rico. So that being the top, the top ten teams that are in the world for lacrosse. Real cool to see. Yeah, Puerto Rico really showed out. They they were they were having some electric offense movements. Um also Australia. Never would have expected Australia to uh finish so high in in um this tournament. Like uh back when I was in high school, um we had some um uh, Australian um, students that played lacrosse come to our school and visit. Um, so I did know that lacrosse existed in Australia. I knew that, but it was it was just one of those things where it was just cool to see them be a, a top, not only a top ten team, but a top five. Um, yeah. So the another uh, cool standout moment from the tournament for me um is jamaica so let me get on my soapbox about these guys real quick so um i was unfamiliar that jamaica had a lacrosse team you know despite being sir lax a lot i am not mr all lax where i know every single thing about lacrosse i'm always learning things which is the great thing about this game um yeah something that came out of this tournament that I thought was really awesome was getting to see how outstanding of a team Jamaica has built. Um, First and foremost, I got to shout out one of my favorite players to have watched in this tournament, Stone Evans. Stone Evans has that dog in him. Put some respect on Stone Evans' name. That is what I am saying, cause man, that that let let's, let let me just tell you about this dude just a little bit. He is 17 years old, still in high school. He really propelled Jamaica to their quarterfinal in the medal rounds. Um, the unfortunate fact was that they ran into Canada and again as I said earlier in this podcast the US and Canada are still several steps ahead of the rest of the world it just is what it is but one of the awesomest things 
that happened in the tournament. Because again, despite there being players from all over the world selected for their teams, some of these players, a lot of these players, especially the ones from the U.S. and Canada, play in the PLL, and um, the one of the uh, goalies in the tournament is Matt DeLuca. So Matt DeLuca is the goalie for the Water Dogs, and it was super cool seeing little 17 year old stone evans score a goal on matt deluca who uh was playing for israel who was one of the and he's a really good goalie and it was just so cool getting to see a lot of people take notice of stone evans um he, he this kid really showed out and i the fact that he's ranked only as a three-star prospect in terms of like you know next level across that's it's it's really hilarious to look at um so shout out to stone evans shout out to um jamaica whether you all know it or not your you guys's performance in this tournament as well as the representation provided from not just you all, but Uganda as well. It was, I just know somewhere out there, you all in some way, shape or form have inspired a little black boy or a little black girl to give lacrosse a chance because they finally see a sport where someone that looks like them can achieve success. Um, and Look, we're all about growing the game here. Whatever it takes. I commend you guys. Um, all respects in the world for you guys. From going from what I believe, uh, and any of these players, if you listen to this podcast and there's a correction that needs to be made, please let me know. I'm human. I'm not perfect. I come correct as much as I can, but I don't always get it right. But prior to this tournament, Jamaica was between like ranked 12 to 15 in the world for lacrosse and now they're eight they're a top 10 team that's super cool super dope seeing israel in the top 10 they are on the rise um surprise appearances for me um i was surprised seeing italy up there but they had a great tournament as well um was kind of surprised that France didn't have a better showing. Um, you know, I was the the teams I was mostly having my eyes on to keep an eye on because I, I, you know, obviously U.S. I live in the United States, so I'm going to be rooting for them. Um, wanted to see how Canada did. I wanted to see how the uh, Haudenosaunee uh, team did. Um, Jamaica caught my attention quick. I had eyes on Japan after their exhibition with the PLL um, earlier last year and um, and I also wanted to keep an eye on the Philippines because um, one of my uh, one of the coaches I used to coach with when I was back at Pine Creek High School uh, Ron Garcia he's a big fan of the Philippines he's also Filipino himself so I was really just interested to see where they finished uh, they had finished number 15 which 
is not bad. They're like they're on the rise. They've got it. They've got it coming. Um, so the tournament was super dope. Those were some great moments. I mean, obviously the best moment is the U.S. winning. Like, let's be for real here. Obviously, obviously that's what we wanted. <laughs> um, um, another cool thing was finding out that the World Lacrosse Organization is actually the international governing body for lacrosse with 86 member nations and they are continuing to grow so i love that much like soccer and much like basketball lacrosse is becoming a worldwide sport which is super incredibly awesome i know i said that a lot but this is a sport I love. It changed my life immensely. And I um, I just love to see it thrive. Love to see it succeed. And it was it was just so so awesome. Yeah, man. Shame on you, Andrew Baxter. Shame on you, England lacrosse. Do better. Do better. Um, another person I want to really shout out. Dude had the tournament of a lifetime. Um, this is Brennan O'Neill. And if that name sounds familiar, it's because he's from Duke. That's Brennan O'Neill from Duke. He's a junior. He's only a junior, and he already was cooking. I hope y'all put eyes on him because I am calling it now. He will be the number one draft pick in the 2024 PLL draft. Also, this man put five goals in during the gold medal game against Canada. Canada wanted no problems with him. He This was his first year playing in the World Lacrosse Tournament for Team USA and he tied for the most points on the championship winning team. Like, he had 20 goals. 15, 15 and like and he, he ended up finishing with 20 goals. But coming into the game, he had 15 goals and five assists. Dude was next level. Next generation of great. Um, also, shout out to Austin Stats. He was on the Harunasani, um team, and he was their offensive firepower. Um, he had the, through eight games, he had a tournament high of 38 points and 30 goals. And, you know, he's the reason they won the bronze medal. It was super cool. He's also on the all-world team. Also, shout out to Jeff Teat. If that name sounds familiar, it's because Jeff Teat is on the Atlas. And he plays for Team Canada. Super cool. It was dope. Uh, now, let's shout out one more per uh, a few more other people. Let me shout out the attackman from Team Japan, uh, Shinya Tetishi. I really hope I'm saying this name right. Again, I'm so sorry if I'm not saying it right. 
Uh, but uh, Shinya, he finished with 32 points, third most in the championship tournament, 21 goals and 11 assists in seven games. And he is the first player from Japan to land on an all-world team. This next level stuff, guys, I'm telling you, lacrosse is about to blow up something big. Uh, best midfielder, no surprise here, after getting tournament MVP, Brennan O'Neill. Uh, so that that is by far uh, in a way there. Um, some other good midfielders, midfield performances. Shout out to Michael Sowers on Team USA. You know, Michael Sowers is very elusive and he's got quick feet. So if you have to guard him and you're playing him, best of luck to you. As you know, as Jay-Z once said, if you haven't, if you're having lacrosse problems, I feel bad for you, son. I got 99 problems, but Garden Michael Sowers ain't one. And then um, Josh Byrne on Team Canada. Josh Byrne is sometimes the bane of my existence. Why? Because he's on the chaos. And he's so good. I He's actually one of my favorite players to watch as long as he's not playing the archers. Or the mammoth. Yeah, that's right, Josh. I remember you when, when you were on the Buffalo Bandits this last season in the NLL Championship, crushing our Colorado dreams. I remember. I remember. Um, Jacob Pacino from um, the Hadashani, uh, Hadashani uh, national team. Um, he was by far the best defender in the tournament. He was absolutely crushing it. Um He's the first member from that program to be on the all-world team as a defender. Uh, Graham Hosick from Team Canada. If that name sounds familiar, it's because he's been a member of the Archers before. Uh, but yeah, he was on the um, Team Canada team. He did great. And our boy JT Giles Harris, a huge anchor and a reason that our defense was out there playing lights out. He only allowed four goals a game. Our, well, like our, not he, but our defense only our def, the U, the U.S. defense only allowed four goals a game and slowed down Canada twice in that championship game. Um, and JT Giles Harris, awesome dude. Met him at LaxCon. Super cool, super personable. All these guys are great. Uh, but I've only so far out of the ones I've listed, I've only met JT. Um, so. It was nice to see him perform um, uh, better than expected. And then, of course, the man, the myth, the legend, the Blaze Reardon. Again, love Blaze to death as long as the archer, as long as he's not playing the archers. Because Blaze Reardon is a really good goalie. Um, and he only had a, during the tournament, he had a three and a half goal against average which was second amongst all the goalkeepers. And he had a 60% save percentage, which ranked third against all the other goalkeepers in the tournament. He made eight saves in that game against Canada. It was, man, if you, like I said, if you missed out on the tournament, you need to catch up because great stuff was happening. Um, let's talk about these stat leaders though. So real quick, in terms of stat leaders, we have Austin Stats, <laughs> Christian Cunicello from Italy, Shinya Tadishi, 
Per Anders Olters from Germany, Hiroki Kanaya from Germany, John Piatelli from Italy, Randy Stats. It's almost like he's Austin's brother. Oh, wait, he is. Uh, Connor Foley from Ireland, Logan Ip from Hong Kong, China, Andrew Ortega from Peru, and Josh Sanchez. They were all in uh, ranked for points with 38, 35, 32, 27, 26, 26, 25, 24, 23, 23, 23, respectively. If, if you're looking for where the points match up, it's in the order of the names I said. Um, and then in goals, Austin, Austin Stats, again, Hiroki Kanaya from Japan with 21. Um, Austin Stats had 30. Per Anders Olters had 21. Uh, Shinya Tadishi had 21. Christian Cunicello had 20. Will Cabrera had uh, from Mexico had 18. Ethan Ashley from Korea had 16. Connor Foley from Ireland had 16. John Piatelli from Ireland had 16. And Nathaniel Solomon from Israel had 16. Let's see. And then face off one, you know, despite finishing 15th, Philippines uh, face off dude, John uh, DiGinio won 89 face offs. Will, uh, Will Vitelli from Italy won 74. Tomas Roser from Wales won 68. Nicholas Vasquez from Puerto Rico won 63. Uh, Kiji Victor Ishii from Japan won 61. Will Clarkson had 60 faceoffs won. Trevor Baptiste from the U.S. had 59 wins. TD Erland had 53 from the U.S. Alex Mullahan from Scotland had 51. And Luke McCullion from Sweden had 50. And then save percentage-wise, uh, number one, Ryan Richters from Latvia was 65%. Shogo Ashima from Japan with 59 and a half. Blaze Reardon from Team USA with 59 and a half. Dan Morris with 56% from Philippines. Andrew Morris, no relation, from Israel with 55.6. Joe Walsh from Ireland with 54. Joseph Varela from France with 52. Andre Brimgardner from Switzerland with 51. Will Mark from Puerto Rico with 51. And Sean Aaron from Australia with 51. And those were your men's championship stat leaders. Um, Super dope. Super cool. Um, Absolutely great um, tournament. Just... It has been great for the sport of lacrosse. Um, I am excited in the next four years to see uh, what comes of it. Um, people to watch, because again, this is just a recap show, so it's not going to be super long. Um, we will have some longer episodes in the future, but this is just a recap joint. Um, one, we'll be watching Stone Evans because. He got that dog in him. Gotta gotta see what he's bringing to the table, what he's cooking with. Uh, number two, obviously gonna be watching Brendan O'Neill. All eyes are on him. Um, like I said, that number one draft spot is his to lose. 
but I don't think anyone else is going to have a better year than he is. Not a not a single one. Um, and then it is it's going to be a a pretty great uh, season getting to watch um, those two play. Um, also, as as the PLL resumes, you're going to see um, a lot more of these recaps uh, take place. I'll give you real quick what the PLL schedule is about to be going forward. Waiting for my app to load. Going forward, it looks like this um, upcoming week, July 8th and 9th, they're playing in Minneapolis. Um, got on the 8th at 4 p.m. Well, this is 4 p.m. like my time. So that first game on the 8th is going to be Water Dogs and Chrome. That game's going to cook. Cannons and Atlas. Redwoods and Chaos play on the 9th. Whip Snakes and Archers play on the 9th. So if I'm making my predictions, because I'm always in the business of making predictions, whether I end up being right or wrong is not a factor. I'm still going to make these predictions. So um, I have the Water Dogs beating the Chrome. Um, I've got the Atlas riding the ship and beating the cannons. Um, I've got the Redwoods beating the Chaos. And I've got the Archers upsetting the Whip Snakes. And those are your uh, PLL weekend predictions. Um, we will see what amazing thing Michael Sowers or Ryder Garnsey uh, do this week. Those two have been just doing some real electric type stuff in their games. Uh, we'll also see what crazy thing Connor Fields and Josh Byrne do in their games respectively. Um, this season's getting off to a good start. Uh, I'm always happy when lacrosse is being played. Um, cannot wait to see what the World Lacrosse Tournament does for the game going forward. Um, also, quick announcement as we get ready to wrap up. Um, go check out Active Aim Fitness. Again, that is Active Aim Fitness fitness on instagram that is the new fitness brand started by yours truly uh offer services such as um youth sports coaching personal training um and just general uh fitness and well-being um so you know always love when i have y'all support just like y'all supported this podcast thank you again um in terms of furthering showing support because support for your friends is free please go check out on the network as well as um whether it be youtube or any of the other streaming uh podcast networks like apple um obviously check out the sucio boys podcast which is going to be hosted by my friends ahun the shogun sucio sloan and Marty McFly, man from the future himself. Uh, they Their new episodes drop every Tuesday. 
here hosted on the network. Um, the Draylax podcast drops on the network every Wednesday and every Thursday you can listen to the pay window with Professor Nick Harrison and Sloan. Um, we are gonna the network is also gonna be hosting our fitness-based podcast that we are launching through Active Aim Fitness. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Um, if you have any thoughts, questions, feedback that you would like to give me in regards to the show or anything you'd like me to cover, you can you can either DM me on the Twitter for this specific podcast, which is going to be Draylax Podcast on Twitter, or you can DM me at underscore Sir Laxalot. Either uh, either one works. Um, other than that, you all be safe. Have a wonderful and happy weekend. Thank you so much for your continued support. Always in, locked in, clocked at 110. I am Dre, and we are out.